Hey, when I came in with lobsters, I wasn't joking around. No, we know. I think you'll be happy with what I came up with today. Oh, God. (laughs) So wait, are you implying that you chose lobsters? I am not implying. I'm just saying I feel like she'll be, I think she'll be okay with what I came up with. You know, like, I obviously could have picked a better one, but I didn't want to, like, ruin a better pitch that you had. Does that make sense? Okay. I feel like I'm putting her down and I'm not even trying to. She's giving me this look of, like, how dare you? All you're going to do is break my heart. It's fine. I've done this many times to people, so. Oh, that's kind of sad. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special holiday-themed episode of Can We Save the Cat? In this episode, we are bringing back previous pitches from each other as a re-gift. We will then be deciding on one of these re-pitches to develop before ultimately deciding if we want to save the cat or scratch it. I am your deliverer of joy and holiday magic, Brian Hayes. I am your resident Santa's elf, Danny Hanks. It's a short joke, everybody. I'm your young Saint Nick because I'm a ginger, Justin Eugene, producer and writer. Young Saint Nick. Uh, I thought you were going to say Grinch. I kind of I kind of was expecting a Grinch as well. I mean, young Saint Nick was a ginger, so you know I got to take it when I can get it. How do you know young Saint Nick was a ginger? One, all ginger's hair turned white, but two, when we were younger <laughs> there was a claymation movie when he was a kid with young really? Saint Nick and he had he was a ginger, yes. I guess I don't remember that. What is the claymation? You know, it was like those, uh, the Rudolph movie. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was one of those versions. terrifies me. Yeah, it was one of those versions when he was young. When I was a kid, Claymation used to scare the living crap out of me. Yeah, For still real. does. The only one that I liked was Frosty. Was that Claymation? I feel like that was just animated. Could have been. I mean, I don't remember them well. I just remember being like, oh, that character has red hair. It was like, that's like me. I was like, oh my God, maybe I'm related to Santa Claus. And my parents were like, no common ground on the hair. Well, as this is our uh, second Christmas-themed episode, and we are doing re-gifts, I wanted to do a bit of nostalgia and ask each of you, what is the best Christmas gift you've gotten? I mean, the best Christmas gift I've ever gotten, I'm still waiting on it. Um, Oh, I mean, I'm tough. Like, I don't really like getting, like, uh, material gifts. Like, I love getting, yeah. like, experiences or, like, things to do together. So, I haven't really gotten one of those. I can honestly tell you the one gift I remember because of a negative memory, but it started out positive, was the first time I got an Xbox and Halo when I was, like, really young. Gotcha. The experience afterwards was very negative with the family, <laughs> but getting that was, like, a big thing because I was like, oh, I'm a cool kid. I got an Xbox. Yeah. I will go because mine's actually kind of in that exact same realm. So I agree with you. Um, I'm not a huge gift person and I don't love receiving gifts. One, because I never really know how to react whenever somebody gets me something. I'm just like, cool. And then I feel awful. So my gift was a negative turned into a positive. My dad one time, I will never forget this. My dad got me a really big tool chest. And if you know me and know anything about me, like I am not a handy person, 
I can barely tell you the difference in screwdrivers. So I remember getting that gift and just being like, what is this? And you could tell, like, if you, if you know my dad, you know that he's not a very emotional guy, but you could tell he was really excited about giving me this. And I got it and I just didn't know how to react. But literally, I have used that thing more times than I can count since. This is probably 10 years ago now, and that is the most, I would say, used Christmas gift I've ever gotten. I do so much with it, and I couldn't be more grateful. I still have that toolbox. Yeah, so I just, I really, really appreciate that gift looking back. I wish my reaction would be better, but that is probably my most, like, fond Christmas gift memory. That's fair. Yeah, um... I mean, Christmas is a big thing in our household, and so we give a lot of gifts. So it's like, it's so hard to remember what all of the gifts were over all the years. But um, I think one that stands out to me is my first computer. It was like a hand-me-down computer, hand-me-down laptop from my dad. And I remember just like going crazy when I opened it. It was an old Apple little... The white one? Looked like a clamshell. No, it was black. Oh. It, wa- it was the white one, but it was in all black. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome. That sounds dope. Yeah, that actually is a really cool gift. I the first laptop I ever bought was the MacBook in college. All right, let's get to some pitches. Let's get to some pitches. I got to tell you guys, I am in a very festive mood right now because where I live We haven't gotten a hard snow in like three to four years, and it is still coming down. Like, it is so beautiful outside. He lives in Arkansas. I do. Meanwhile, it's literally 60 degrees in New York City in January, or December. But we're like looking at like maybe 12 inches of snow on Wednesday. Really? Yes. Cool. Yeah, suck it, Danny. We got like six inches today, and it's going to melt tomorrow. Booyakasha. (laughs) I could wear a sweater outside and be fine. Global warming. Anyway. Anyways. So I am very festive. So I am going to get us started. Um, for this re-gift, I received Justin. Justin, you actually had a lot of really great pitches. And this was a tougher decision than I would like to admit. So kudos to you for making my life hell without even uh, recording. <laughs> so Justin. <Have> unusual. <laughs> My my re-gift to you is ultimately the pitch that I wanted to develop a little bit more, but I wanted to put a tiny spin on it. So I chose the 14-day quarantine rom-com, but my twist is that four friends, two of which are romantically involved, go on a road trip and end up at a B&B ran by an odd older couple. They all wind up quarantined together for 14 days at this B&B. Okay. I mean, I get okay. it. Same premise, like just a little twist. Little, little twist. Little twist. Totally I feel like that's like typical Brian. Brian really likes those uh, family and like group stuff. I do because I like the idea of two people being romantically involved at the beginning and then their two friends getting together and the other two friends that were together at the beginning apart by the end. That's kind of in my head where I see that going. And then the elderly people dead? Cool. Now it's my kind of movie. (laughs) I'm just trying to look out for everyone. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. All right. Let's go. uh, Let's go, Justin. All right. So similar to to Brian, like Danny had a bunch of great pitches. Some of them, like, I thought they were so good. I just didn't want to touch them because I didn't want to, like, 
I didn't even want to ruin them while pitching it, right? So I chose one of Daniels that I thought would work well, and it's it's actually weirdly relevant to the one Brian pitched. Uh-oh. Oh God. Um, a recreation of the new voyage in the Titanic. Oh, so I no. So I took that, and I was like, we're going to take the Titanic voyage in 2025, the new strand of COVID-30 hits a cruise liner <laughs> oh, years no. after crushing the world in 2020. Oh, my God. And this strain turns people into zomb turns people into zombie type humans. Oh, oh yeah. And they get and they get the COVID from lobsters. Oh my god. Because <laughs> so, I want I wanted to give like a really big homage or whatever to Danny's pitch about the lobsters because like we yes. kept talking about oh, it. Oh my god. So okay, instead so- of like somebody biting a bat off in China, they'll be biting a head off of a lobster. Titanic as a comedy with COVID. Here's my favorite thing. I literally Almost went with them quarantined on a cruise. Because if you guys remember when COVID first started, all of like, the people on the, sh- on the cruise ships, I almost went with that. But then I was like, no, I want to keep the cast as small as possible. So I was like, what could I do for that? And that's where the idea of like an, a B&B kind of came up. That is so Funny. So I, so I was thinking it could either it could be serious or you could really go in the, the genre of like the iZombie TV show where it's kind of funny with okay. the zombies. Or you go like the Tucker and Dale versus Evil, you know, accidental like just funny stuff. So I, it could go either way, but I thought it was a good idea and I wanted to put my little twist into it. Zero chance you can wow. go serious with that. I'm just throwing wow. that I out mean, there. I couldn't go serious with it, but I feel like somebody maybe could take that idea and make it like serious. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, they've got enough zombie moves out there. Like somebody, you know, people make them serious all the time. All right, Danny. Top that. All right. Well, mine has absolutely nothing to do with COVID. So, Brian, I actually kind of smashed two of yours together. So think of this as like a taken. So you did twist it. I did twist it. A taken type, wait until dark type. An average Joe finds a much coveted briefcase and is murdered and a single mother police officer who's married to him must choose between family duty or fury when she finds out that these people have killed her partner so basically it's you know he gets caught in this middle thing and she is this single mother with a few kids has to decide is she going to ignore it is she going to go the legal route or is she going to go guns a blazing after these people who Killed somebody who got caught in the wrong in the wrong scenario. Snap. So there you go. Okay, here's I, I want to do this real quick before we choose. Did anybody expect the other person to choose those pitches that they chose? I did not expect that. I did expect Brian to choose that pitch he chose. Okay. It was between two pitches, and that was one of them I thought you would choose. Okay. Okay. I did not at all think that Justin was going to pick a Titanic. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Danny's pitch, I definitely didn't even think about that one because it. Ha- I think maybe because the second half of it had happened so recently, it didn't yeah. even like cross my mind that she would even like go there. I thought she'd go much deeper. I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even remember the first one. The first one was a uh, spy thriller where two groups of agents fight for a much coveted briefcase and one average Joe is caught in the middle. I completely forgot about that one. That was really early. I was going to say, like, as she was pitching the first half of it, I was like, don't even remember this at all. The second half, I was like, right. definitely remember this because it was, like, semi-recent. Yeah. Interesting. Does anybody else want their own pitch right now to work? <laughs> yeah, it's like, how do I vote? Do I vote for the thing that I pitched or the thing that somebody else presented to me? This is hard. 
Well, mine, like, you can see, like, a run-of-the-mill small-town cop basically get mixed up with the mafia and the CIA. Yeah. You know? I keep and, having, like, I know it's not the right idea, but I keep having this vision of Danny's pitch as kindergarten cop, some type of, like, kindergarten cop. <laughs> but I don't know why. <laughs> don't look at me like that, Brad. It's not like I'm mean to. It's just, like, it keeps coming up, like, oh my it's gosh. not the Duma. Oh, goodness. Um, well... Danny, why don't we start with you since you went last and you can vote? And uh, I guess we'll see what happens because this should be interesting. Oh, my God. Um, this is really difficult. Because if you vote for someone that did your pitch to, you're also voting for your own pitch in a way. Yeah. I mean, so the thing that makes me hesitant about both of those they're both is that COVID. They're, they're both COVID related. And I'm like, now that the vaccine is coming out, it's like the material might start getting stale. Mm. So I think I'm going to go with Justin's just because it's more hypothetical. It doesn't necessarily have to be COVID in 2025, but it can be like, it's a spoof, right? Like you can spoof COVID, basically. They bite the head off the lobster. And that's the funny version of COVID as opposed to the quarantine movie, which we'd have to shoot next month in order for it to be relevant. Sure. So I thought about that, but I think that we are going to see some COVID stories now that productions can really start resuming in full force. I think we're going to have like a swell of COVID-related productions that were like how lives were changed. I'm really mixed on that, right? Like, I think people are going to, at least in the immediate future, want, want to push into escapism. Yeah. And then, like, like the, you know, 9-11 movies, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, what was it? United... United 93. United 93. Like United 93, like, a few years from now, we'll have that kind of material and we'll have the type of stuff that, that you pitched today. That's fair. But I think for immediately, it's either going to be like... Film it now, get it out now, really capitalize on it now. Or if it comes out in a year or two, people aren't going to care anymore or they're going to want to be away from it. Okay. Just my hypothesis. Yeah. Um, okay, Justin, where's your head at? I'm mixed because, like, I get where you guys are coming from, but I also, it's hard to say where we'll be at in a year. So, like, I mean, just like anything you do, it's a gamble. So, like, if you made this movie, it could be realistic, you know, in a year or two. Uh, Oh, this is so annoying. Because <laughs> I'm definitely not voting for the one I pitched, because that's just not fair. But I'm so torn. Because, <laughs> like, the, the watcher in me would watch Brian's movie. Right. But Danny's pitch was so broad <laughs> with so many things. It's kind of interesting, because you're like, which path could you take? Hmm. Um, uh, I'm going to vote Brian. Okay. Damn. So, <laughs> oh god yeah right it puts you in a weird spot right <laughs> what do we do if you vote for danny i was like then brian could figure out what we're supposed to do now because oh my god oh shit here's what i want to say i did not expect the twist that danny put onto mine and so i'm kind of split like justin here's the deal If it wouldn't have been for this tiebreaker situation, I probably would. If Justin would have gone with mine or with Danny's, I um I would also have voted for Danny's. But okay, I have one last thing to say. Okay, are you gonna combine shit? (laughs) No, I'm just gonna say think Melissa McCarthy in Taken. Oh, that's all I'm gonna say Hmm. because. 
feel like he's less you into think it of now. That? I am. Really? Yeah. It'd be like a comedy. Oh no. Yeah. Oh fuck. Well, H- here's my question before you vote. If we did happen to have a three-way tie, what is the tiebreaker? Do we do what we did last time and go back and randomly? We would. We would one? randomly choose. Remember, Brian, that is technically an option. It is technically an option. Would we have to all randomly go through and repitch? No, we would. We would choose one, and that would be the one that we'd have to do regardless. Okay. But the problem is, we just did that. We yeah. just did that with the Halloween idea de los muertos audience. Lift up your hands and your spirits and tell Brian to vote with his heart. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess the question is, I think they're both comedies. Do you want more of like a miscongeniality? Well, at this point, I have to vote for either myself or for Justin in order for one to win. I, if I vote for yours, then we're in a three-way tie, so that one doesn't get chosen regardless. Well, yeah, but Justin could change his vote. <laughs> no. Uh, Danny, Danny, you could also change your vote. That's fair. So... Are we doing this? Are we doing Titanic 2 quarantine? Oh my god. I can't believe this. I mean, are you against the pitch? I don't love... Then vote for yours. Every aspect. But I think we can sort it out. All right, I'm doing this. We are going Titanic 2 quarantine. Justin... I just don't want you to feel like you're forced to vote for the one I pitched. No, Danny's kind of losing me with the idea of making it a comedy, so I couldn't vote for that anyways. Okay, it was going to be more like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Or not Tucker and Dale versus Evil. What's the Edward? Uh, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. More Hot fuzz Brian, what's the cop movie with Anna Kendrick and Jake Gyllenhaal? End of Watch. I envisioned it more like that. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. that type of David Ayer, um, Street yeah. Kings, yeah. that kind that's, of. I imagine I imagined that pitch to be uh, when I first, the original one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay. In fact, there was even a Jennifer Gardner movie not too long ago, Spearmint or Peppermint, Peppermint or something. Yeah. Okay, where it's sort but of But I the guess same we're not thing. doing it. We're not so. doing that. So let's dig into Titanic 2. The quarantining. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's come to this. Danny gets her lobster wish. <sighs> okay, so... It's a movie, right? From what I see... It's, it's, it's got to be a movie. Okay. Okay. The outline is, it's the new voyage of the second Titanic, and this is clearly going to be like a slapstick comedy. Um, Are we thinking more spoof or like slapstick? I don't think you go spoof. I don't think you go disaster movie, scary movie, those types of things. Yeah, because I, I honestly dislike those I movies. I think maybe you do. I don't like them very much either, but I feel like it might be... Okay, but anyway, let me finish Let me finish my little spiel. Yeah. And okay. maybe this time it's like they eat the heads off the lobsters and they get this virus on the ship, so they have to find an iceberg to run into to like... <laughs> kill everybody on the ship but because of climate change it's really hard but they want to make sure that like nobody survives otherwise they're going to bring this virus to the world and then <laughs> I, I don't know can i throw a little bit does it have do we absolutely have to do the lobster no 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 i mean that to me that was like throwing that out there for danny that would have been really funny yeah so danny my kind of thought was, it's not a lobster. Okay, it's- the only thing I ask is, like, there's a scene where they eat lobsters in the movie. Absolutely. And Thank it can you. deal with this. Thank you. So my thing is, they get it from iceberg lettuce. 
<laughs> iceberg lettuce is what causes this disease. There's something in a pesticide on the iceberg lettuce. How is that any better than eating the heads off of lobsters? Because okay, the iceberg the with joke? the Titanic. Like, yeah, they don't have to seek out an okay, iceberg. Okay, so that's okay. So it's like Titanic gets hit by an iceberg, but the iceberg in this case is the iceberg lettuce. <laughs> yes, and it could be, <laughs> it could be. There is a fresh lobster served on a plate of iceberg lettuce. Yeah, I don't know. This is physically hurting me. <laughs> Danny, did you vote for this? <laughs> she did. I- I wanted to vote for my own. (laughs) Okay. So here's the deal. I don't see... Okay, I physically will be ill if we do a disaster spoof type movie comedy. I think we should go slapstick. We could go like... Like Airplane. Airplane's a little spoofy, though. It is. Yeah. I kept thinking Tucker and Dale, like, you know, it was... Like, this whole thing seems normal, like, there are whatever, and then these accidents keep happening, and they don't figure out they're, like, really sick until, like, the middle, and they're starting to accidentally kill people and, like, just spread the disease on accident. What if you have, like, uh, it's, like, two main characters and, like, their their staff, and they did the whole survey, and they went and took a break while this is all happening to smoke weed in a closet or whatever, so this is all, everyone's getting sick but them. And they come back and they don't really know if they're like super high or something's weird, but definitely people are acting weird. And they're, just, and we could all tell, but no one else can tell. And it's kind of like they're in this, dude, why is no one talking? That's really funny. That's the genre that I was trying to think of. The stoner comedy. Okay, yeah. Like Sean versus uh, Sean and the Dead. See, Sean of the Dead's a little bit more hardcore than I think we would want to go here. Sean of the Dead's okay. just like a zombie movie that has comedy elements. Let's go Sean of the Dead light. Yes. I was thinking, as you were saying this, I was thinking like, Harold and Kumar meets Hansel and Gretel witch hunters. Like a gory- I don't know either of those comps. You don't know Harold and Kumar? No. Oh, go to White Castle? Wow. Danny. That's That's a pretty famous one. Yeah. Danny, you are showing your age, young Padawan. It's about two guys that get super stoned and want to make a late night munchie trip and like the- you basically follow the whole movie trying to get to a white castle they can't find. Yeah. So it's a stoner road trip. Okay. Yeah, stoner cruise. Stoner zombie And they movie. end up having to save, like, the whole ship. Yeah. We could kind of... We could basically have, like, two or three different groups, right? So we have yeah. the two stoners that are the workers. Then we could have maybe the couple who is sneaking off behind the guy's girlfriend's back, and they go to, like... They didn't go to dinner because they were having sex or something. Yeah. It's basically your Gilligan's Island crew. Sure. Yeah. You got probably like the one smart person. You've got the very attractive person, the two stoners, and then like the old couple. Boom. You also need to have like a captain or first mate or somebody, like somebody a part of the ship crew. And that could be kind of their guide, but then they die like at towards the end. Sure, yeah. Or like turn into a zombie. Not the captain, but like let's say the second in command. Right, yeah. The guy that thinks he knows what he's doing, but, like, is a little... Well, I was thinking more of the guy that's out to prove himself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he doesn't know everything, but, like, he's put in a situation, he's like, I got this, follow me. Yeah. The second in command could also, if we wanted to take a spin on it, could also be the hot one, and nobody trusts her because she's, like, this Way too attractive to be smart. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, way too attractive to be smart, and then... They finally realize, like, oh, no, wait, she actually knows her shit. But then we kill her off. That's my favorite part about that. It's like, once we realize, like, oh, my God, she's, like, really cool. She's dead. That would be really funny. So I love the idea of, like, this stoner 
bros that are yes. sitting there like getting high when all this happens and maybe they like pass out in the freezer and they wake up and they're cuddled together but that somehow has kept them safe. That honestly, I mean, it kind of makes me feel uh think of like Broad City too. Ex- Cuz yes. like you could have the two leads be two women. Oh my god, Danny. Yes, we could Now I'm just imagining <laughs> Alana and Abby like in this yes. position. So So it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be, right? Yeah. It's not. I feel, like every, I feel like everybody's feeling a little better about it. We are. Okay, so here we go. Act one, we have the people getting onto the cruise. We show the old couple. We show the second in command with the captain. We show the best friends that are like, this is their first chance, like working on the cruise line. They're really excited about it, but one of their friends bought a huge ass bag of weed. So, of course, they're going to have to smoke it early and often. We can even show, like, have some sinister type moments with lettuce being loaded, or maybe it's the incorrect lettuce, or maybe it's been sitting out in a warehouse, et cetera. Fast forward, we show a few moments of them enjoying the cruise, having fun on the cruise. We can even have a few set pieces where they visit. Like, I think the pool is always a big spot on the cruise ship, so we can have them at the pool and maybe interacting with each other. There's always then the big captain's meal. I can never remember what night it is. Is it the first night or the last night? Let's just say it's the first night. Uh, yeah, I think it's like the first weekend or something like that. Okay. I don't remember. I feel like we could just make it up. Yeah, of. we'll make it up. Yeah. We'll have our captain's dinner be the first night, and that's when everything starts to go awry. The old couple go to bed early because they are older. The second in command is taking a nap because she has to do the night well, she's shift. Just, she's running the ship. Because it's the captain's dinner. Yes, exactly. She's running the ship. It's the captain's dinner. The stoner couple, who is our main couple, they are high in the freezer, walk-in freezer. Why is our smart-alecky doctor person not eating, maybe order something else? Let's say his wife has the seasickness. He's the doctor. Okay. Like, you could have that guy be like a kid who's a gamer and is doing a World of Warcraft raid during the captain's dinner <laughs> on and like cruise. ends up being on a cruise and ends up being like the smart one who is actually like pre-med. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah I think Has never smoked 22 year old like gamer who's like pre-med. Yeah, you could do that for sure. Okay. So this event happens. How do we get them all together? I think they slowly run into each other for sure. Okay. How quickly does this zombie virus take over? Like, is it just immediately like I kind of want the stoners to accidentally seasick? kill somebody, and that's when they figure out they're fucking zombies. Yes, and then that's how I like and that. that's how they connect. Even like, I want the stoner to kill the person on accident. Yeah, but that's kind of like how it happens. They're like, "Oh, dude, get the fuck away!" And he bumps into a guy and like pushes him into a spike or something that just kills the person. The kid's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and then the kid that's pre med's like, "These people are not people." Okay, so we fast forward the captain's dinner. We we find our stoners. They wake up. They want ice cream. We show them in a haze going to get ice cream while all this chaos is going around. If you have seen Shaun of the Dead, we can definitely do like where he goes to get ice cream and kind of mirror that where like all this yes. chaos is happening, but he's really sleepy and I think a little hungover. So they could be going to get ice cream. Also, this is where we can meet the gamer because he's been raiding. Yeah. And he wanted to go get ice cream as well. And he's kind of what snaps them out of it. And they inadvertently kill somebody and they yeah, all realize I think that they're like, zombies. You could have a really, really funny scene where it's like 
the kid is starting to catch on, but the two like high girls are not. And there's this person that's like really coming up behind yeah. them at the ice cream machine. And they're like, dude, fucking chill. Like, <laughs> yeah. get away. And then they end up pushing him and you like hear his back snap or whatever, or he falls off the deck onto like a lower level. And they're like, shit, shit. And they look over and like the person just gets up and is like, Aah. yeah, it's like and pushing it's, like- <laughs> himself off of the spike. And then that's when the kid is like, um, Guys, I think something's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so now I'm thinking about characters, and I love the idea of the gamer being, like, a smart-ass, like, teenager. So I don't know if I want to go pre-med, because I love the idea of him just being a smart-ass gamer, who, because he games, like, he knows survival situations. He's played zombie games. He knows what works best. And I think that's so funny. I love that. Yeah, let's have it be that. Okay. So he just like straight up knows like survival tactics from games. Yeah. Yeah. No stealth and everything. Um I don't think he's a stoner though. Like no, I, no, I think no. that he's he's No, sober. I think you have the two people in the beginning. The two friends. Yeah, the two friends. Know, the two workers, we should say. The two degenerates yeah. are the stoners. <laughs> and they're really gonna be the heroes in my mind. Like just them accidentally like saving the day constantly and they're just like awesome. Yeah. I like the play. I mean, I personally like it being two women, like yeah. Broad City, because I feel like so many stoner comedies are two men. I've just never seen Broad City, so I can't picture them visually. Gotcha. Oh, definitely one of the plot points that they have to like overcome is they find the hot guy that they were trying to sleep with, and he's a zombie now. <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to kill him. Like, he's so cute. Can we keep him as a pet? Just like, do we let's put him in a cage? Maybe it'll go away. Yeah. I think it would be funny if they're trying to like take off his shirt before they bash his brains in. They're like trying yes. to like undo his pants and be like, let's just see what he's working with before we yeah. <laughs> before we take him out. I would love for like the gamer kid, like he probably didn't come alone, right? No, yeah, he's got his yeah, he's got family. So I would love to see that conversation with the stoners and and then be like, listen, you don't even like them. You know all parents are assholes. Like we just gotta let them go at some point. Like now's the time to let them go. Like just fucking kill him. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They each have to confront the person. Think about all those times I grounded you. You don't even know our parents. They're such nice people. The old people are like, <laughs> they're going to die anyway. <laughs> yes. So here could be the, another really funny thing we could play with the whole movie and call back to a couple of times is the old couple is alive and they keep pushing them forward as like the front line. And then they yes. keep surviving and they're just like, what the hell? <laughs> I think that would be really funny because they're like, yeah, let's let's have them go first. They're going to die anyways. And then they just are badass old people. The um, old guy should be like an ex-pilot. So my dad used to always say there are old pilots and there are bold pilots, but there are no old, bold pilots. So he's an old pilot because he was never the bold pilot. Like, that's why he's the one pushing everybody. Like, he's like, he's very self-preservation oriented. Oh, no. I don't know how old you guys are thinking, but I was thinking like 80 years old and literally like the stoners are pushing them to be the front line because they're like, oh, they're old. They're going to die anyways. They should just be the first people to walk into these rooms. And then the oh, old people- Oh, I thought the opposite. No, and then the old people are just like making it past everything, being okay. And they're like, what the fuck? Like the old people just casually walk by at their slow pace. And they learn it's because the zombies think that they're zombies. <laughs> <laughs> we smell just like them. Exactly. Oh my God.
Oh, no, it's like the particular perfume that the grandma is wearing smells like old person. So the zombies are like, or smells like death. It's like, <laughs> and so they end up all having to put on the perfume so that the zombies That's a pretty don't... classic uh, zombie move. That's pretty funny because we do need to figure out how to get them out of this situation. Do they get off on a lifeboat and then the ship blow up? Yeah. I definitely think we had to have them hit something where the boat stops and that's when they have to make the decision to get off the boat. The captain's like, we're almost there. We're going to keep going. We're four hours from the island. We're going to make it, guys. We just got to survive for four hours. They hit something and then they lose the captain, the second in command, as he's taking them to the lifeboat. And that's kind of when it comes down to like, okay, we now have to get on this lifeboat and blow this place up by ourselves. Okay. Yeah. I think if we're going to mirror the Titanic, getting to the life rafts would be a really funny play. That's what I'm saying. They got to hit. Yeah. Some, they don't hit an iceberg, but they hit something. We don't have to talk about like we're stuck. We hit something. We're not moving. What if they do just decide to like run it into like a volcano in the middle of the ocean <laughs> because they're like, <laughs> whoa. Well, no, because they're like we can't bring this back to land because literally we're gonna kill everybody. I'm pretty sure that's not what those people are thinking in my mind, but yeah, you could definitely have them have- Well, no, because we have the second in command. She can be the one that's, like, being the logical brain of everything. But I definitely think you have the stoners on the other side be like, we called it in, they know we're coming, they're gonna blow us up. We gotta get off this boat. They're gonna murder everyone yeah, on the ship. That's actually what it should be. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so what it can be is that because pilots are really familiar with radio talk and, like, radio chatter, it can be that they call it in- and the second in command is like, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Meanwhile, the old pilot is like listening to the chatter on the radio. And he's like, uh, guys, <laughs> this doesn't sound good. Yeah. Because the CIA has just decided it's much easier for the FBI or whatever. It's much easier to just blow up the boat. And so then they get on the lifeboats. Okay. Y'all are going to hate me. What if they blow it up or like shoot a missile at it about halfway through the movie and the second half of the movie, the ship is sinking? Yeah. And they have to get to the life rafts. Yeah. So we're like, hits the ship and everyone survives? Well, not. No, it's like the Titanic. Yeah, exactly. Like the Titanic. Yeah, a missile didn't hit the Titanic, Danny. An <laughs> iceberg <laughs> hit it and it cracked. They're okay. planning on sinking the ship and putting it in the bottom of the ocean. So they hit it with a missile, like a submarine missile hits the ship. It wouldn't explode, it would slowly sink it. Yeah, okay, it's like a okay. fifteen-story cruise yeah. ship. I was thinking like a missile from the air. Like I feel like that. Oh would no, just no, no, like no, no! I was thinking submarine. I was thinking submarine missile. I like, thought a submarine would get there much slower than like than a jet. So my brain. We don't even jet. know how many submarines are under there. Oh my god! Fair. And then an alien pops out. It's a USO. <laughs> I hate you, Bo. <laughs> okay. I hate you okay, so well. Was... <laughs> okay. Okay. No. no, 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 we're not. Totally doing worth that. it. Totally worth it. Okay, so we we basically have our inciting incident. We have our fun and games, which is them like with the zombies and stuff, like all the fun shit. We got the characters too, which is awesome. Then they call it in halfway through, get hit by the missile. And then it's kind of like you have this almost uh, video game-esque Shaun of the Dead have to fight to get all the way mm -hmm. back. Because like they had to basically do the crawl all the way up the ship to get to where the captain's lair they or whatever. They have a couple encounters with people they know. Right. And then they have to do the crawl all the way back down to get to the boats. And then they're on the life raft. We definitely have to have a thing where, like, somebody gets bit. Who dies? Do they push somebody off? I definitely have the second-in-command person getting decapitated as they get to the life raft. 
I was just thinking the second in command could be the one to stay behind to lower the life raft, and we see them getting taken over by a swarm. I think it'd be yeah. so much more funny if they got to the life raft and they're the ones who are going to like show them where to go, straight decapitated, and it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, we don't know where the fuck we're going. So if we sink the boat, or are planning to sink the boat, then we could have it be that the boat stopped, so the the second-in-command doesn't have to. So we could do both of these things. The second-in-command plans to stay behind and let them all get to the lifeboat. Let's say the lifeboat's 100 yards away, but they have to lower it from this particular area. And they're planning on like, you guys get to the lifeboat. All I have to do is hold this and it'll lower you guys down and then you can get to safety. As she's explaining this, she gets decapitated somehow. For sure. I mean, it could also be that they set up like a Rube Goldberg machine to try to get the zombies to lower it for them. <laughs> well, that could be the second the second play. Yeah. Because Justin wants ploy. to kill this. Uh, this is the second in command. So we got to kill her. I want to decapitate yeah. her. I don't want just to kill her. I want to cut her head off. All right, fine. Yeah, we can decapitate her. I want blood everywhere. So wait, are we just at six characters? We have the old couple, we have the two stoner best friends, we have the gamer, and we have the second in command? Yeah. Yep. Maybe we could have a PhD doctor that gets killed like immediately to kind of show our stakes. Oh, he got bit. Or yeah, he could be the one that gets bit and has to be left behind. He definitely gets bit halfway through and then somebody has to kill it and it ends up being like the stoner on accident killing him. Okay. Yeah, so we could, that could be the hot guy. That could be the could hot be guy. the hot doctor that they're trying to sleep with. For yes, sure. that makes it so much better. I'm into it. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so we start with seven. The doctor gets bit about halfway through. They have to kill him. They're I feel like ob- that's a third of the way through, but yeah, that's like the first act turning point okay. before the midpoint. That's fine. Um, then we're left with six throughout, and then the second in command decides to stay behind. But in explaining this, gets decapitated. So now we're at five. Five, make it off. Right. I just want to have our characters. So then how does it how does it end, I guess? Or like, what's the climax? I definitely see them ending like just floating off into the sunset. Like, I don't yeah. even get to have them getting rescued. The climax is the whole them getting to the life raft and okay. the second in command staying behind. But she gets decapitated really quickly into them getting there. And then they have to figure out, okay, how are we going to get the zombies to lower us down? Like okay. nobody wants to stay behind and sacrifice themselves now. So then the true midpoint of the movie is we learn that the boat is going to be bombed. Or it is bombed. It is bombed. And they yeah. have to get back down to the life raft. The climax is they think they're going to get off with the second in command they don't but they do get on the life raft and instead of actually having like a real resolution that is the resolution it's like well at least we have a bunch of weed to smoke yep and then they like float away with this sinking ship in the background and they're just high off their asses and then of course as we are fading to black we see that the grandma has like a bite wound (gasps) like underneath her her sleeve And it leaves room open for a sequel. There we go. Done. Titanic 2. The zombieing. Oh, my God. I hate us so much. Can't put anything past us. We could take any idea and make it to the next big thing. All right. I think it's time to logline this bitch. All right. And Danny's going to go make the logline and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder, as always, that these podcasts are for entertainment purposes only. These ideas are fresh, new, and sometimes submitted by you. 
Anything said is not meant to infringe on the copyright of any existing work of art, and everything is thought of during this show without any previous influence. If it sounds like something you've already seen or heard, what can I say? That's Hollywood, all out of fresh ideas. Thanks, and enjoy. All right, and we're back. Danny is going to pitch us the logline, and we're going to go through and see if we saved the project or scratch it. Iceberg Dead Ahead is a stoner comedy zombie movie set on a cruise ship. When Titanic 2, a perfect replica of the old Titanic, embarks on a journey with hundreds of cruise guests, it gets hit by a bad batch of iceberg lettuce at the captain's dinner. When all the passengers start turning into zombies... Two stoner cruise employees, a gamer kid, and an old couple must figure out how to get off the boat and back to safety. All right, let's go around the room. Let's start with Brian, and then I will go, and then we'll finish with Danny. Cool. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think I want to preface this by saying there is zero chance in 100 years I would watch this movie. Okay. Okay. But I save it because I think that there is a... This almost sounds like it could be on sci-fi. This almost sounds like it could be made for a really cheap budget and just be really bad CGI and everything. There is a subgenre of stoner movies that people devour and love to watch. And I think this could fit in very nicely within those if we lean fully into the idea of it being a stoner comedy. And so for that reason and that reason alone, I save this. Okay. Uh, I agree with Brian. I would actually watch it because, like, I found over the years these kind of, like, low-budget kind of spoof comedies sometimes could have a real... They could be funny. They could have great moments. Like, I thought I would have hated Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Watched it. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes no sense in many ways, but just also super funny. Um, so, like, I think it could have one of those underground cult followings. Like, I mean, a movie like The Room, which is awful, has a cult following. So, like, there's many versions. There's many ways to watch and be entertained by art. So, like, it's a version. i definitely save it. Brian and Danny know this, but, like, I hate being on sets. I think I would actually enjoy being on this movie set, just watching people figure out what to do with this. Yeah. Okay. Danny. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I I hate it so much that I save it. Um, and I really honestly, this is one of those that I feel like you save it, put it in a drawer, and then in, you know, 10 years or whatever, when I'm getting hired for screenwriting, and somebody needs some some production company needs a real low budget, Seth Rogen-esque, Broad City-esque type summer comedy, just whip it out write it in a few days and be like here <laughs> yeah i i really honest to god i did not think that we were going to do anything with this pleasantly surprised true it's actually pretty fun like there are aspects of it i'm like that is stupidly hilarious and i think that's what i would say about 30 times when writing or watching this so yep um okay wow did not see this all around um, let's move on to our What Are You Watching? Justin, what are you watching? Before I do that, I want to give a shout out to Danny. There is a movie that just got released that has similarities to one of your pitches, by the way. Ooh. The movie is called Freaky, 
It has similarities to your Care Boomer pitch. Yes. Where an old guy switches bodies with a young girl, and the old guy is a psycho killer now in a young teenager's body, and the teenager is now in an old man's body who is a... Who's like the Zodiac killer. I love that so much. So, so a little twist on what you do. It just came out. I thought it was very funny, and I saw it. I was like, that has so many similarities. I fucking love that so much. But I've continued to watch the Clone Wars cartoon thingy that Brian and Libby had suggested, so that's taking forever. But the other movie I watched, I rewatched uh, the movie called Family Stone, which I usually watch over the holidays, which is a good, yeah. uh, a good feel-good movie and a, a nice one. So that's what I'm watching. That's a good one. Um, you know what? I'll go next. Uh, I watched the HBO Max original series, 12 Dates of Christmas. It is basically three leads, two guys and a girl, and they go to this amazing castle in Austria, and they have dates that are there with them at this castle, and they have to choose who to give a gift to, and the person that gets a gift can stay, and then eventually they have to take one of the dates home to meet their family. And I thought it was really, really well done. I mean, it was a typical dating show, but it was interesting. There was a, a straight guy, a straight girl, and then a gay guy. And I really loved, like, I don't want to spoil if you ever plan on watching this reality show. Um, but I really love how they treated each of the three of them and respected the decisions that they make along the way. And, um, yeah, it was just an easy breezy fun watch. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I am watching season 22 of Law & Order SVU. It's the new season. Three episodes just came out. I was wondering how they would handle COVID and everything. And they just, as Law & Order does, they decided to be super topical. And it's set in a world with COVID. And the first episode is about a woman in the ramble calling the cops on a black man. So, you know, topical as always. Yeah. It's interesting to me how some productions have chosen to embrace COVID and then other productions are basically choosing to act like it hasn't existed. Uh, I was watching a preview for All Rise on CBS and they had like the partitions up and everybody was wearing a mask and stuff. And then you watch other shows and it's like they're living in a perfectly fine world like where COVID doesn't even exist. So it's it's really fun and interesting to figure out what shows are going to do or what they're going to do with it. So for sure. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see what happens. This uh, vaccine is a game changer. Looks promising. Sounds promising. Hopefully 2021 is going to be a much better year. It's already shaping up to be so. Well, I've met all these new people, so I'm already excited to maybe meet you all in person one day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this has been our second holiday episode. Next week, we're finishing off the trifecta. It's going to be a New Year's themed episode. We don't want to spoil the theme, um, but we have a really fun surprise, a really fun guest. So excited about that. I hope everyone had a very happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. All of the above. Thank you so much. Look forward to 2021 with you. Thank you all for listening. See you next week. Uh, I'm Danny Hanks. You can find me at official Danny Hanks. And you can find us at Can We Save Pod on Instagram. Feel free to message us and find Brian at Bredacted. <laughs> Thanks, All Danny. compliments go to me. All complaints to Bredacted. Agreed. Damn it. I'm Justin Eugene. You can find me on all platforms at Justin Eugene. 
Happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, happy Chrismica. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye, everybody. Until next week, I'm out.